Hello, listeners. If you're just listening to us, then you're missing out because you could now become a Not Too Deep viewer. That's right. This is now an actual visual show on full screen thanks to AT&T. And let me tell you guys, we've got new stuff to see. Like, we've got a monitor with graphics now. That's right. We spared no expense. We got a monitor. We've got props. We've got beers. We make fun of each other's Instagrams. Lots of visual things that you don't want to miss out on. Sometimes we even wear funny outfits and costumes. So go sign up for Fullscreen at fullscreen.com slash ATT to get a year's worth of streamable content at no extra cost if you're an eligible AT&T wireless customer. The first year is on them, so you can just sit back and watch us instead of just listening. Welcome back to another episode of Not Too Deep. This episode's a fun one. We got Markiplier sitting down talking all things video games. And then Jack and I talk about Big Brother. Because um, we've never seen that show, so why not? Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep. Not, not Too Deep. Hey, Grace. Hey, Jack. Do you know the comedian Paul Shear? I've heard of him. Do you know the comedian actress June Diane Raphael? Not yet. Do you know the comedian Jason Manzukis? Yes. Do you know Abby and Alana from Broad City? I love those girls. Well, guess what? What? They are all collaborating on a brand new show, a new episode of How Did This Get Made, a great podcast from Earwolf. That's awesome. Have you ever listened to How Did This Get Made? I have not. I have, and it is one of my favorite podcasts. It is so funny. Basically, what they do is uh, every week, Paul Shear, uh, June, Diane Raphael, and Jason Manzukis watch movies that are so bad they're actually amazing <laughs> and discuss them with their funniest friends. That's awesome. And they have a huge new episode you won't want to miss because Aggie, Abby Jacobson and Alana Glazer, the creators and stars of Broad City. Who are absolutely hilarious. They are amazing. And they're super fun and super funny and some of the nicest ladies you'll ever meet. They actually joined the gang live at Clusterfest to watch a truly terrible movie called... Ninja Terminator. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm intrigued. The worst movies make the best episodes of How Did This Get Made, and Ninja Terminator makes Waterworld look like a masterpiece. It is beyond shocking. So go check out Abby and Alana on How Did This Get Made and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. And let me tell you guys, uh, this is a personal endorsement for me as somebody who (laughs) loves movies and loves podcasts and has my own movie podcast. How Did This Get Made is one of the best podcasts ever made, and this episode is truly hilarious. Abby and Alana are so funny, and I guarantee you, once you listen to this, you're going to want to listen to a bunch more because that show is excellent. Go check them out. So go check out How Did This Get Made, a great podcast from Earwolf. I think we're going. Are we going? I think we're going. Hey, we're going. We have entered into another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Helbig, and... I'm Jack Ferry. Hi, everyone. Yay! This is a very exciting episode. Very exciting. We've got so much to talk about. We have so much to talk about. We also have a guest that I've never met before. I haven't met him either. Yeah. And, and we have been getting requests to have him on the podcast for so long, and I'm so glad our schedule is finally aligned. Yeah, it's Markiplier. Yeah. Which is very exciting because he seems like the most charming, nicest man in the world. Mm-hmm. And here's hoping that's true. And it's very rare that a guest comes on that I haven't spoken to before. Here's what I'm excited about. What? He has a true 
radio sounding voice. Yes, he does. I can't wait to hear what he sounds like how, on these expensive microphones. How does he not have his own podcast? I'm shocked that he doesn't because he's got such a great voice. That's the first thing I'm going to say to him when he comes on. I'm sure you're not the first person to say that first. You're probably right. But it was definitely, it was definitely <laughs> the thing I noticed the, at first because I wasn't as familiar with him right. until we started getting requests. And then I did like a deep dive in his channel. I was yeah. like, wow, he's got such a great voice. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. It makes perfect sense why people listen to him. Agreed. He also happens to be really nice and great at his job. So we're going to be talking to Markiplier later in the episode, which is very exciting. Yeah. But um, before we get into that, this is the moment where Jack and I uh, catch up a little bit Yeah. in a little segment called What Were You Doing in This Instagram? Where each of us have chosen a photo from the other's Instagram account uh, to try and get some more backstory about what the other was doing in that Instagram. See, when we conceived this segment, it was uh, supposed to be an opportunity for us to like catch up yes. on what each other is, what's going on in each other's lives. And I feel like it's since turned into uh, Grace Makes Fun of Jack's Instagrams. Hey, <laughs> hey, we all catch up differently. <laughs> I was raised with all brothers. This is the only way I know how to show love okay. is by taking you down a peg. Okay. Every every time we do this segment, I'm always like cringing about what's going on. But this is these up. are just photos that you voluntarily put out into the public via your social media. So it's only fair that as a good friend, I ask you why. Yes. For instance, this photo. Oh, this photo is not that long ago, only seven weeks ago. Uh. Um, this to me looks like the portrait of a murderer. <laughs> This is you in your car. There's yes. a lot of red light happening uh -huh. across your face. Yes. You're driving and taking a selfie at the same time, but it looks like it's from the angle of the person you've kidnapped that's <laughs> in the front seat on the floor. Okay. I wasn't actually uh, holding the phone. Okay. What happened was uh, my phone was on the little like holder thingy that uh -huh. I used it when I used the Google Maps. Sure. You know, uh, for the navigation. And then um, I... I swiped, you know, when you swipe on the lock screen, the, the camera comes up. Sure. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool with the um, with the red lights from the car in front. Sure. And I was like, it looks like it looks like a still from the movie Drive. Which I've never seen, but I'll take your word for it. Kind of. If okay. I was better looking, uh, <laughs> it would be that. So I wrote, this Instagram was directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, and, uh, who was the director of Drive. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I just thought it looked cool. That's why I posted yeah. But it doesn't seem cool when I describe it's, it. It's always great to have to describe <laughs> your choices in life. It's, and it's like describing a joke. The best thing is that your number one fan, Boo Hootie, is commenting on this Instagram as well. We're four for four on Boo Hootie comments. And they just wrote, why so sad? Which, uh, fair question, Buhuti. Well, I wasn't tr looking sad. I was just, I thought it looked cool. Okay. I thought it looked like the movie Drive. Yeah. That's why. All right. Well, if you guys don't follow Jack Ferry on Instagram, please give yourself a visual delight <laughs> and head on over and check out this selfie from seven weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also have a question about you yep. also looking very sad. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is a photo of Grace. Um, I, the only word I can use is squatting on a curb. Uh-huh. Holding an open can of something. Yep. Holding her nose, wearing a cat's t-shirt, uh, with sunglasses on, looking like she's crying. Oh, I was just itching my nose. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and the caption is, candid photo of me genuinely having a great time. Which is, that's accurate. That whole is very accurate. What's going on here? Uh, I was visiting a friend in Minneapolis, and we were returning his rental car, uh -huh. and then waiting for an Uber, and we... He had beers in his backpack. So while we waited for the Uber, we cracked open some beers Got in it. the parking lot of the rental car facility Got it. in my cat's 
Broadway t-shirt. Got it. So it was your friend in Minneapolis who took this photo. Yes. Got it. And uh, yeah, having a great time. I was wondering if maybe you traveled with a little drone. Yeah, I have a very <laughs> elaborate selfie stick that I set up for myself. And I had a whole photo series in the Payless uh, rental car parking lot. It Got was it. great. And that beer is watermelon beer. Ugh. Is that good? It was really delicious. I don't love beer. And so I was like, this is really nice. Okay. Yeah, and two women that were also just landing and renting a car asked about it, and they were so curious that he gave them two cans to pop open when they got back to their hotel oh, room. your friend sounds really nice. Yeah, really nice. Pretty amazing. Uh, well, wow, I feel like we really caught up with each other. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> this is actually a delightful segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and other things that... I don't necessarily find super delightful, but a lot of America does. At, at the very least, it's topical. It's topical. Yeah. Uh, it's Big Brother 19. Yes. I can't believe that show is coming back. It's coming. I've never. Feels like only yesterday. <laughs> I haven't watched an entire season of it, but we did have Frankie Grande on yes. the podcast who was in a season, and he told us a lot about it, which it, it sounds like a human, terrible mental breakdown of a show. Mm -hmm. But Agreed. I understand why it's fascinating. I understand why it's fascinating, too. The idea of being trapped in a house for weeks on end with uh, a bunch of people who Ooh. are desperate for fame yep. <laughs> while being videotaped, um, I would go bananas within a couple of hours. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, in my the privacy of my own home, have an endless mental paranoia that the government is watching me from cameras that I can't find anywhere. So that might be true. to voluntarily put myself in that situation yes. would make me a crazy person. Yeah. Um, but the show's coming back. It is. We're not sponsored by this, but we're giving it some promo, I guess. It's coming back CBS Wednesday, June 28th. Yeah, it's coming back. So we thought since this is uh, the same week this episode's coming out, we would uh, talk a little bit about it because some of the contestants on this season... They yes. genuinely sound hilarious. They have um, <laughs> announced all the contestants for this season. And one of the things I love to do on my YouTube channel is make very um, slightly irrational judgments about people based on their appearance. Mm -hmm. um, it's all well-intentioned. It's never <laughs> mean-spirited. So we thought we would do that with the contestants that have been announced for this season of Big Brother. Hey, they set themselves up for this by agreeing to be on this reality television show. Yeah, so we're going to go through the contestants and uh, talk a little bit about what their actual bios say and then make some, I guess, guesses into what we think they're really like as a human being. And then you guys can get, if you watch Big Brother, can see if that's actually true throughout the season. I'm very curious to see how close we get for some of these. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, let's see. Our very first contestant, I don't know how many there are, Paul Calafiore. Mm -hmm. He is from Howell, New Jersey, fellow New Jerseyan. He's 27 <laughs> years old. And, oh, would you look at that? Who would believe that that man is a DJ? <laughs> <laughs> He is 100% a DJ. It, there's a photo of um, what looks like a pretty buff guy. I can't wait to see him uh, with his shirt off with the, the, the microphone yeah. wrapped around his neck. It's going to be. As they do in the he, hot tub. It's very sad that he has, uh, he probably has a medical condition in which he's allergic to clothing. <laughs> so we'll see how that unravels throughout the season. His motto in life is a comfort zone is a wonderful place, but nothing ever grows there. 
that classic yarn. I like, mean, that he, classic saying. Wow, he he is from the Garden State. So, though I don't think this man has ever grown anything in his life other than a boner. So, uh, good for you, Paulie. Yeah, but also like this is the kind of contestant that probably wins the entire thing. Well, he's actually the brother of Big Brother sixteen runner-up Cody Calafiore. That feels illegal. Like that feels like that should not be allowed. That is insider information. Exactly. That's like insider trading. If I was on Big Brother, I would definitely link up with Frankie Grande to get all of the tricks and tips. Yeah, because there's probably so many nuances of being in that house that you don't think through before you're in there. At the very least, he could tell me where, like, the corners are where the cameras can't get you. Right, exactly. (laughs) Where can he have drunk sex with people that the cameras (laughs) won't catch it? I'm sure Paulie would love to know that information. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the next person we have is Michelle Meyer. Oh, she looks... Okay. Uh, no, she, my first impression is she looks like, she, I'm sure she's very sweet and very nice and very lovely, but she kind of looks like um, a, a porn star that the it's about like a sexy librarian. Yeah, like she's about to take those glasses off. Yeah. And it's about to go down. Yeah. Uh, she's 23 from Michigan. She's, she's a, 23? She's a nutritionist. Oh, that's fun. Her favorite activities are cooking, reading, going on Reddit... Oh, this yeah. might be your new soulmate. <laughs> Watching live feeds. Yep. Researching nutrition-relating topics. Okay. Photography, mm-hmm. working out, and selling stuff on eBay. This is <laughs> this is a 45-year-old woman pretending to be a 23-year-old. She's what? like, just wrote things in her bio. I like, this is what 23-year-olds do. They right. sell stuff on eBay. They go on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. They watch live streams. I know. What live streams is she watching? Live streams of, of uh, maybe she's other just nutritionists? Doing, maybe she's doing prep for Big Brother. Because that's the crazy oh, okay, thing about yeah. Big Brother. Is it is that like a live stream. It's, but it is live stream. You can watch all day them in the house on the computer. Oh, God. Who does that? That's bonkers. Michelle Meyer from Michigan does that. That's like Ed TV, that, that movie with Matthew McConaughey where oh. he was like on TV 24-7. And like it's just like footage of him like clipping his toenails. Well, Why would people watch that? Sounds like a nightmare. Uh, but let's see who our next contestant is. It's Glenn Garcia. Oh. There he is. What's up, Glenn? He's 50. He's from Bronx. New York. Mm. Oh, he's a dog groomer. And he was a former police detective. Yes, I understand that. That makes sense. Well, I'm not locking up perps. I like to uh, shave a dog. Um, That's me. I'm Glenn. He's. uh, (laughs) That's my impression of Glenn Garcia. It's pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. I think it's really good. Uh, I think he's going to win this. I feel like he's going to be like a silent killer. There's three adjectives that describe you. This is what Glenn chose as three adjectives Uh that describe him. Small. Big and great. Small, big, big and, and great. great. I mean, that's a champion. <laughs> that is a champion. Also, I would love that to be the slogan of like the hot dog company that he opens up <laughs> after he wins Big Brother. Because they win $500,000. I know. If they win it. For being locked in a house. <sighs> I feel like these names are made up. Michelle Meyer, Glenn Garcia. It's like, these are like Marvel superheroes. Yeah, names. yeah. <laughs> they're like human superego names or whatever with their human form, like Clark Kent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next we've got Bronte Daquisto. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. It's, Hi, it's, Bronte. It's a girl. <laughs> or Bronte. With, she's wearing bows and she's an adult woman. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know how you would describe her, but she is 26 from San Diego. Okay. Well, get this. She loves to solve math problems consisting of calculus, statistics, and probability. Wow. Okay. So she's a robot pretending to be a human being. Yes. 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 <laughs> They named they named this android after uh, their fa- their favorite nom- novelist. I don't know. Yeah, Bronte Daquisto. 
Very, Such an interesting She sounds name. not complicated <laughs> yeah, or high maintenance at all. Speaking of high maintenance, I also run, look at adoptable dogs. Hey, I get that. I know. Stretch and walk to the mall to purchase more hair accessories. This girl does weird <laughs> shit in the bedroom. <laughs> this girl is into weird kinky stuff and... She likes math and walking to the mall to buy more hair accessories. This is a murderer. <laughs> like, I feel like she has murdered someone. Do you think she walked to the mall to get that hair bow? <laughs> According to her bio, she has. Yes. These bios are hilariously specific. I know. I don't, like... They don't seem like real people. They definitely seem... They seem like computers trying to simulate human yeah, beings. Yeah, these are all spam bots is <laughs> yes, what we're finding out. Exactly. But they also... And also, walk to mall to get hair <laughs> accessories. <laughs> yeah. This feels a little bit like we're being tricked. But... I also feel like they have to try and like set themselves up as a certain character type, so you root for that character. Oh, type. so she's like the hottie, hottie nerd. But then what's Michelle Meyer? Because I thought I she know. was the hottie two, nerd. We got two, two com- hottie nerds competing hottie nerds. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, here's our next contestant, Victor Aurora, Aurora, Arroyo, Arroyo, yeah. Arroyo. Um, he's from Slidell, Louisiana. He's a gym manager. Oh boy! And he's 25 years I, old. I bet he's got a great body. Well, How unique. <laughs> he's got a very serious face. He looks like kind of the B team of a romance cover model. Oh, yeah. It's a very curious. <laughs> yeah, he's the stand in, and then when they paint it, they, they, they accentuate. put Fabio's face on <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, they just make it so much more buff. But his hair is a curious choice. Mm-hmm. It, t- it gets tucked behind the ears. Um, but here's uh, his life motto get my money, develop my body, and get women. So basically a guy you want running your book club. Yeah, this sounds like <laughs> just a New Year's resolution list and not necessarily a life motto. Get my money, develop my body, and get women. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. get in and get out. Go for it. Go, Victor. Good for you. Um, I have I a feeling he's not going to win. I don't think he's going to last a week. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> With a motto like that. I feel like he might get really sad really quickly. Because uh, the gym is where he usually works out all this sad. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Maybe. All right, so uh, our, our last bio for this game is okay. uh, Josea Flores. I think okay. I'm saying that right. There he is. Josea. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Josea Flores, uh, 25, also from New Jersey. Yeah, what? they picked a lot of people from New Jersey. That's a well, little concerning. Well. We love being locked in our houses. I guess. <laughs> I think there's a very particular type of person that comes from New Jersey. Yes. That enjoys... Um, competing on reality game shows. I guess. Yeah. Competing competing for fame. I mean, look at us. We, uh, <laughs> we are doing the exact same thing and we are both from New Jersey. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> so we can't really be judging these people. Okay, so uh, Hosea uh-huh. is a makeup artist. Uh, in three adjectives that describe you. Okay. Funny... Outgoing, creative strategist, and a visual genius. Wow. So that's four things. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only supposed to be three adjectives. Uh-huh. And um, a visual genius. Who describes themselves as a visual genius? <laughs> Someone well, who's you know, very you got humble. Your, you got your Picasso, you've mm-hmm. got your Monet, and you've got me, Hosea. the makeup artist from Bridgetown, New Jersey. I mean, his skin looks flawless. If yeah. that's something that he's done. And I got to say, that is a very tasteful neck tattoo. Yeah. Something and- I thought I'd never say. <laughs> that's great, yeah. I mean, it's a great sentence. Uh, I think he has a decent shot. I think he could go all the way, actually. Are, they, are there only six contestants or we only just picked a couple? To I think go we through? only picked a couple because, uh, yeah. We didn't I, know how long we would talk about these guys. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, 
it's Big Brother. I think after a while, they're all kind of interchangeable people. Yeah, I mean, maybe... <laughs> oh, this person wants to become famous. Oh, yeah. and this person wants to become famous. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I Maybe I should watch this season. Maybe we should be able to watch so we can check back in on how these people are doing. Because out of these six people that we just talked about... All right, let's play a quick game. Who do you think would... That's great. Who do you think is going to win it all? Who do you think is going to win it all? Okay, let's assume that one of these six does it. I'm going Glenn Garcia all damn day. I'm going yeah. our dog groomer, the former police, police detective. detective. He's small, big, and great. He is all of those things. Yeah. Uh, he's also very good at, um, you know, sizing people up because yeah. he was a he was a detective. I'm assuming a murder cop. Yep. And, uh, you know, and also he's got a sensitive side because he grooms dogs And he's from the Bronx. He's 50 years old. I feel like it's not going to get in his head that he's stuck in a house. Yes, that's true. Because yeah. most of these people are in their early or mid-20s. And yeah. I feel like that millennial generation likes to be connected and not being able to be connected to anything is going to wear on them. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but although, despite all of that, mm-hmm. I think Glenn's going to get very far. I think I don't think he's going to win. I'm going with Josea Flores. Okay. Simply because he's a genius. He, he is a visual genius. <laughs> he's a visual genius. And he's a creative strategist, which what does that mean? I don't know. And it's not also not an adjective. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a reality show that you could be on, which one would you be on? I, I don't know. I, I think about this constantly because I remember when I— <laughs> This is what keeps you up at night? Which reality show would me. you be it on? It bothers me. Because uh-huh. I, I don't think I would do well on The Amazing Race because mm-hmm. I'm really bad at directions. <laughs> oh, same. Um, and I just second-guess myself. I'm very indecisive. So uh, things that— should be normal decisions or like normal everyday answers to very simple problems, I would overanalyze and blow out of proportion. Agree. Also, uh, something they don't really tell you is if you can't drive a stick shift, you are screwed. Oh, that's the major thing. I can't drive a stick shift to save my my life. Then you're done. Because almost every country has like regular cars with a stick shift. Right, right, right. So I'm, I, I mean, I can drive a stick shift, but I would stall a lot. Yep. So Same. that would definitely be a disadvantage. Would you be on like a who wants to be a millionaire type of show? More of like a trivia type of show? Oh, like an actual game show? Yeah. yeah like something like um, Jeopardy or something like that would be fun. Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? I feel like I would do pretty well on, I think. I think I would freak out. Yeah, I'm, I would get very nervous. That's yeah. for sure. I would love to be on Shop Till You Drop. I've said it a million times oh, on this podcast. Yes, I know. Just trying to manifest that into <laughs> happening. Shop Till You Drop or uh, Family Feud. My My – Big fear is like being on one of those shows and then uh-huh. being like the uh, YouTube punchline of the day. Like those people who, um, you know, oh, are, on Wheel of Fortune that like can't figure out what the puzzle is or say the wrong thing. I, I'm so, I, cause you have those brain fart moments. Oh, and you're yeah. like, and then Constantly. like, oh, cool. Now you're the guy who said, uh, you know, dried or prejudice. Uh, <laughs> damn it. It's <laughs> ah. really good. No, I was just with Hannah and Mamrie and we were doing this shoot for Rhett and Link where we played a game called um, the Three Monkeys Challenge where it's Mm -hmm. like hear no evil speak no evil see no evil oh yeah and we had to like all work together to describe the person (laughs) that couldn't talk had to charades a, a like an activity or a thing mm-hmm. to the person that couldn't hear who was wearing noise canceling headphones and they had to talk out oh, man. so the person that couldn't see <laughs> give them directions on what they were supposed to be doing oh man and it was so stressful i mean it was really fun there was no consequences we weren't losing because we were only yeah, playing you together look, you don't want to look like an idiot on but camera <laughs> it was one of those small yeah. microcosm moments where i realized like i could never do this on a bigger scale like i could never yeah. do a game show for to win money yeah. What's your favorite game that you play if you do game night? 
Um, I I was pretty into like Cards Against Humanity, but mm-hmm. then I feel like we kind of played that out. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was a new game that we played recently called um, Drunk, Stupid, or Stoned. I think it was called. What is this? Is, you made this up? No, it's a it's an actual card game. I think they like gave it gave it away as like a gift from from some like. Uh, like a VidCon or something that sure, we went sure. to. And it's really fun. But it works the same way as Cards Against Humanity? Basically, like, you, in your group uh-huh. that, that you're playing with, you read, um, you know, most likely to leave the bar with no pants. Oh. And then you kind of pick who that person would be. Yeah, it's pretty fun. But where does the drunk, stu- stupid, or stone come in? I mean, it's just because of all the things that, that it talks about oh, are people gotcha. that do those things because so they're it's, either... It's, yeah, it's your... And then you get the card if it's you. If everyone sort of votes against the person, like, yeah, <laughs> it would be like, you. This could cause a lot of tension in It does, groups. but it's super funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because we get to air out all the things that we would uh-huh. never normally say to each other, but in game form. Uh-huh. I get to tell this person they have an actual problem, but by telling them, you're most likely to fall out of the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. It's a Fun, it is a really fun and funny game. Yeah, I'd love to play that. Yeah. We should do that on an episode. That'd be fun. Yeah, cool. Um, I don't... Have you done Escape Rooms? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have, I have, I have. You have? Yeah. Because that's wa- like the new thing that everyone's losing their mind about. I did one in Las Vegas, and um, I'm, I'm a little bit claustrophobic already. No, same. That's why I couldn't do them because I would be too panicked that there's an element that they haven't mm-hmm. told me that's going to make me claustrophobic. Well, I, I did one. Uh-huh. Definitely don't do this one if you're feeling claustrophobic because I immediately was like, oh boy. Uh-oh. Uh, when I got there, uh, we found out that not only are you locked in the room, but then you're also locked in a jail cell and handcuffed no, to a person. No. So mean, I'm handcuffed to this person who I barely know. Okay. Um, and then we're trying to get all the clues. So was first, it just the two of you? No, there were six of us in okay. the room. So when we were each like sort of paired off. Okay. Um, so first you have to try to get the handcuffs off and then you got to get out of the cell and then you got to get out of the room. It Jesus. was very stressful. Yeah. And we did not successfully do it. That's feel, the funny part about escape yeah. rooms is that you can lose and yes. you voluntarily like signed up for this thing. Yeah. Is you only get an hour, right? Uh, it was something like that, yeah. And like we were so close too. It was so frustrating. I know. I mean, that's the thing I don't need to exp- I don't need to pay money to experience complete and utter defeat. But I got to say, it was really fun and I would definitely do it again. They're everywhere. Yeah. There's a billion of them in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. And they're so themed out. It's insane. Oh, yeah, I know. And they've got like wizard themed ones. Yeah, they and- have space ones like NASA. Uh-huh. And then they have… I have Heard of other jail cell ones. Yeah, th- those are a little freaky. Because then also, too, there's like a, there's an electric chair in the room. That worked? No. It's oh, a okay. It's a prop. stupid little dumb prop, uh-huh. like in a Halloween store. And then it's like, but like the whole like idea about it is like, if you don't get out in this time, then they're coming to execute you. Jesus. That's uh, like, have you, yeah. do you ever get the panic when you run up the stairs and someone runs up behind you? Did you ever do that? No. Uh, Wait. Like when you're running up the stairs, you imagine someone behind no, you? No, that like my brothers, I hated this feeling when I would like run up, when we run upstairs, like mm-hmm. go to bed, my brother would run behind me and it would always freak me out like someone was chasing me. And so now it's Well, yeah, because like, he was chasing well, you. Well, yeah, but it's like <laughs> for whatever reason, the stairs were always like the scariest part to do it on. And so now it's like this conditioned thing that if I'm ever like running upstairs and someone like comes behind me, I freak out. Oh, that's funny. I used to have that momentary panic of like when I would unlock a door, mm-hmm. I would always imagine like, what if there's a killer like coming after me and I had to quickly <laughs> open the door? <laughs> I know. I have a really And these weird- are all the reasons we should never be on Big Brother. <laughs> this is how we'll fail. Uh, what are projections for two people that have never seen Big Brother all the way through? What yeah. are some projections you have for this upcoming season? Um, let me think. I, I, I think someone's going to break a hammock. 
<laughs> I just okay. feel like that's got to happen at some point. I uh, think someone's going to have sex in the hammock and it's going to break. Yes, there, there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of um, sitting in hot tubs. Yeah, talking about how great they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to be honest, most of those. Uh, Every time I watch even a little bit of that show, I find so many of the characters just so insufferable that I'm like, except I'm not for Frankie Grande, root, root, yeah, with, <laughs> with a couple exceptions, but but for the most part, they're so I find them so insufferable, and that's one of the things that like, like I was pretty engaged with Survivor when that was like the hot thing, right? Yeah, because it was like you know it's you get that feeling of like oh this is kind of like life or death, like if you were stranded yeah. and you had to do these sort of activities, and there's so many more things you're. You're surviving physically on this island, yeah. but then the mental play is so fascinating. Yeah, because what's it? It's like outwit, outsmart, out, out, outlast. Yeah. yeah, which is yeah the like mental games of like alliances and things like that. Because my family and I watched the first few seasons of Survivor. Yeah, I remember we got into it so much that we were on family vacation in Florida in Disneyland. And we all sat in our hotel room watching the season finale of one of the seasons because we couldn't miss it. But, like, uh, we don't have money to go on vacations often right. ever. <laughs> and and we were, like, doing, on our Survivor. vacation, we are like, we have to get back to the hotel room after dinner to watch Survivor. That's funny. Yeah. I think important. I would do really well on uh, The Apprentice. Oh. I remember watching that show. Yeah. And being like, man, these people are idiots. <laughs> yeah. And they turned out some real stars. Yes. Some real, real stars. <laughs> yes. Oh. In more ways than one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, on that note, it's time for yeah, Too Deep. Yeah, sorry to bring us all down. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's keep that train rolling with uh, Way Too Deep, the okay. segment in which we balance out all the silly nonsense fun with commentary on things that are possibly too deep to talk about. Okay. We have two minutes, one minute each, to kind of rant or commentate about something serious that's been on our minds this week. And... uh after 60 seconds, you're done. Okay. Cool. Jack, um, would you like to yeah, I don't, go I would, first? I wouldn't mind going. Okay. Um, let's see if we can get a timer. And, and you're going to cut me off. I'm going right. to cut you off. All right, cool. On your mark. Get set. Too deep. So uh, the last time there was the reality television explosion happened because of the, the, the writer's strike that happened a couple of years ago. And that's when we saw a bunch of these reality television shows, which, of course, uh, launched to prominence um, Donald Trump, who then became the president of the United States. And I don't know if you guys know this, but there was the threat of another writer's strike recently. And I was thinking, oh, man, if that happens again, they're going to stop all television again, and we're going to go back to more tons of reality. And I thought, man, how could anything get any worse? What's the new reality that's going to happen from this round? I mean, last time we got President Donald Trump. If there's another round of reality television shows, I mean, it's like, would that be the coming of the Antichrist? The new host of this terrible reality show who then takes over our society and engulfs the world in a dark cloud of terror and... Too deep, and your time is up. Oh, wow. man, I was, like, really getting on a roll Yeah, there. that was a very visual oh, one. Thanks. Okay. sure. Really fun. Yeah, I'm glad you cut me off, though. I felt like I was going in a dark place. Yeah, yeah, and we like to balance out all the silly with, like, a little bit too much darkness sometimes. A little sometimes. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, do you have something, Grace? I do. Oh, great. Can't wait to hear it. I have something that has been plaguing my brain. Oh, cool. Let's hear yeah. it. Anytime I want. Oh, are you ready? I'm ready. And Go. We're talking in this episode about reality television, which in a way is a model to document the human condition, how we interact with each other, how we react to each other. And 
a lot of our reactions and interactions are now made through social media. It's made through devices, whether it's our phones or our computers or whatever it might be. A lot of it is a virtual sense of reality. And I worry that people being born with phones don't have the disconnect that will provide any sort of fulfilling existence for them if they look back on the course of their lives. I have cousins that post Instagram photos and delete them five minutes later if it hasn't reached a certain number of likes. And if that hasn't reached a certain number of likes, will your life reach a certain number of likes at some point? And what's worse than looking back and feeling... And time. Thank you. I guess we'll never know what's worse. No one knows what's worse. (laughs) Only my brain does, which is really fun. Yeah. Wow. It's always that segment sneaks up on me every time and then leaves me with such a weird. It's like when a roller coaster stops at the top and like the mechanics shut down and you're just like stopped there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roller coaster blue balls. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always great to kind of end the first half of Not Too Deep with that feeling. Mm -hmm. Feels great. Feels great. Just an impending (laughs) impending feeling of dread that I'm just pushing down. (laughs) Well, the good thing is. After this break that we're about to take, we have a a seemingly wonderful human being that can lift all of our spirits and put us all back (laughs) on track. I hope Marky Plyer can fix this roller coaster because after this break, we're going to sit down and talk with him about lots of cool things, things that I don't even know about yet. So stick around. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep and Marky Plyer. Hey, Grace, how's it going? You know, I've been better. Oh, yeah, you have, like, no voice. Yeah, no voice (laughs) at all whatsoever. But that's not stopping me from supporting someone that has sponsored our podcast this week. That's right. And this week we are being sponsored by our good buddies at Blue Apron. Yay! And we love Blue Apron because, uh, spoiler alert, both Grace and I love to eat. Yeah, I mean, my mouth can't vocalize things, but doesn't mean I can't eat. Yes, we can, she can still use her mouth to devour food. And uh, another spoiler is neither one of us are very good at cooking. Not capable humans. Can you believe it? But the thing is, you know, it's the summertime and of course picnics, potlucks, dinner parties, barbecues, good food is essential to having a successful summer. Yeah, and it now is. it's even easier. Why is that? To create delicious summer meals. How? With Blue Apron. Yeah, this is, I mean... I'll stick aside, guys. I love Blue Apron very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how you couldn't because for less than ten bucks a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door, which is pretty amazing. Because I actually realize that I kind of do like cooking yeah. when it's very easy, and yeah. what they do is they make it really easy. And I've I've had Blue Apron. Um, for a while now and it's been great because you don't have to worry about like ah do I have like the right amount of whatever cumin or whatever kind right. of weird ingredients because they just send it to you in a box it's all ready to go and you don't run out there's no excess everything is pre-portioned and pre-packaged so you use everything that's there you don't have to worry about oh is my hot sauce expired no they give it to you in this box ready to use ready to make super simple instructions I can't say enough good things and it's completely flexible so you can customize your recipes each week and choose the delivery option that fits your needs and with their Blue Apron freshness guarantee they promise that every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right for you and I can tell you that as a user of Blue Apron that this is definitely true Uh, the ingredients always come fresh they come in these like cool boxes that have like these like ice packs in it to keep the food fresh and they say it lasts until like 
midnight uh, every night when they when they deliver it, which I've found to be the case. And yeah. I've, I've been eating the food, you know, for days, days, days after it's come by just sticking it's it in the fridge. It's also a really impressive meal to make for dates or to make for dinner parties or oh. to make for just whoever in your life you're trying to impress. It's super impressive. Listen to the, some of the meals that are coming in July. Hit me with them. Seared chicken and creamy pasta salad with summer squash and sweet peppers. That sounds fancy. Creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles Ooh, and quick sweet picks. potato wedges. Wow. Sounds delicious. Fresh basil fettuccine pasta with sweet corn and cubanelle pepper. Wow, you don't even know what that is. You I have say no it. idea what that but is. But you can find out. But it sounds delicious. Chili butter steaks with Parmesan potatoes and spinach. Damn. Now, here's the thing. What? I would never know how to cook any of those things. I would things. never even know to look up a recipe for any of that. And what's cool is like when I'm selecting the meals on their on their website interface, it's always like, I oh, would have no idea how to cook yeah. a chili butter steak, but I don't have to worry about it because they're going to send this really easy to use illustrated guide that just tells you everything to do step by step. It's great. It's really amazing. And if you guys want to go check out this week's menu, here's the thing. You can get your first three meals for free. Whoa. With free shipping. Dang. All you have to do is go to blueapron.com slash grace. That's easy. Blueapron.com slash G-R-A-C-E. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals at Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash grace. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And it really it really is, guys. True. It really is a better way to cook. No, not too deep. Hey, Jack Berry. Yes, Grace Albig. Who is sponsoring the podcast this week? It is our good buddies at Lyft. Ooh, we like these guys. We do. And they are uh, reaching out to our audience for those guys and gals out there looking for a little extra summer income. Because Ooh. why? if you're looking to join a ride-sharing company to drive for, you should go with the company that treats you better. And that is Lyft. Ooh, that is a great option for a summer job. I would say so. Yeah. And here's the thing. One of the things that sets them apart is only Lyft offers in-app tipping. Nice. When you drive for Lyft, you keep 100% of the tips. That's a lot of percent. I will say. And drivers have been paid over $150 million in tips since the feature was introduced. Wow. Express Pay lets drivers get paid almost instantly instead of waiting for weeks. And Lyft has even taken the guesswork out of pickups. Their new AMP device, AMP device, uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. That's helpful. It's very technologically advanced. And you can earn hundreds of dollars a week plus tips. Want to make more money? Just drive more. It's never been easier to give yourself a raise. It's a very simple formula. Happy drivers mean happy passengers. Maybe that's why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect Five star rating. Whoa! So also, you can you don't have to compromise listening religiously to our podcast if you become a Lyft driver because you can listen in the comfort of your own car. That's a really good point. Yeah, I know. I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> so join the ride sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to Lyft. That's L Y F T. dot com slash deep D E E P today, and you can get a five hundred dollar new driver bonus. Wow. That's lift.com slash deep. Lift.com slash deep. Limited time only. Terms apply. We're back. And look who has joined us on this green velvet couch. Yeah. It's Markiplier. That's me. This is so exciting. For those of you that are only listening to the podcast, Mark is wearing probably, I mean, you're my style icon right now. <laughs> you have a gray, all, gray. all shades of gray, mm-hmm. sweatsuit, 
scenario happening, and I am so delighted by it. Yeah. It looks uh, very comfortable. Like I said before, not by choice. I was late, <laughs> which is not something I'm used to, but I was late. But it's super cool to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I know. We've been trying to figure this out for a while. And I'm really glad that you made time because you operate in a world that I know very, very little about. But I'm very gaming and genre mm-hmm. um, of that sort of thing is something that I haven't been uh, predisposed to a, a lot in my life. So we like to try and start with a best and worst question for okay. our guest. And my question for you is, what is the best and worst part of gaming in 2017? Oh, the best? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say the best part of gaming in 2017 is probably just the variety that you have. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gotten to the point where there's so many different platforms and there's so many different ways to play games on the road or or with your friends on the road even, which is something completely new. Being able to, like, even with the Nintendo Switch, and I'm not an advocate for it, but the fact that you can go out and play a full-powered console from Nintendo on the go and play with your friends and then any game on your phone that you can just multiplayer on the go. I think that accessibility is really Mm. new and really interesting for gaming. That's cool. Yeah. Because I guess in gaming in the past, the association is that you have to be in your house all the time Mm -hmm. and that's it. So now you get that thing, you can experience the world and still be locked into a screen. Yeah. That's fun. What balance. Well, I mean, (laughs) even if you're not gaming, people are still locked into their screens anyway. So they're not going anywhere. So true. We just had a, trippy little conversation about that not long ago about the uh, unending need and necessity of a phone and connectivity. It can get real deep, so we're going to keep it kind of (laughs) light. What's the worst part about gaming? Oh, the worst part of gaming probably is the variety. Uh, There's just too much to do, you know? I mean, in a good way, uh, too, because everyone gets a little bit of their own, but it means that less focus is like put on the experiences that you really cherish. Like Mm. for me, uh, one of the big disappointments was the newest Mass Effect. And I don't know if any of you even know what that game is. I don't know how many people out there listening know what the game is. But uh, Mass Effect Andromeda came after this epic trillogy that I was a huge fan of. That millions of people were a fan of. Um, But because of like the emphasis on graphics or next generation or whatever it was, like the long development cycle, there were corners cut on the game. And so to make it more accessible to more people, they took choices that I personally didn't agree with and it kind of ruined the experience for me. That was a personal attack yeah, on you from them. Very much so. Yeah. No resentment is harbored at no. all, I can tell. No. I mean, I gave them my money so I can say whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> what are you, okay, when you're looking at a game and what is the what are the immediate like couple of things that need to impress you right away? Oh, man. Well, the oddly, oddly, the thing is, I haven't had the chance to play a game in ages. Really? Yeah. Because you've been busy. Yeah. You were on tour. I was. I'm not yet. I'm going on You're tour. going on tour. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Almost there. Yeah. Well, just because normal YouTube, uh, putting up two videos a day is uh, a taxing in and of itself, but yeah, I've got a team that helps me out. But that's, cr- yeah, that's an insane amount of content that you're mm-hmm. uploading on a weekly basis. Yeah. So there's that. And uh-huh. then and then we've been preparing for this tour that we were doing, which is going to be super fun, I hope. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But if you're doing two videos a day, is that every day? Or do you try to like block them out so that you've got enough content to get you through the week? I try. There's certain things that you can do that with and there's certain things that you can't like to stay topical, especially in the world of gaming and the way it is. And what's really frustrating to me is because uh, as a let's player, quote unquote, uh, you always got to stay on top of the current games, but then like everyone's doing the same thing and everyone is just always playing this game. And I always, I feel creatively drained when I have to, when I have to play a game because it's popular, you know? Yeah, that's, 
I was recently talking with a lot of other YouTubers that have been on the platform for, you know, a decade's worth of time. And that kind of mental struggle between the joy you get from doing something because you want to versus the stress of having to do something because it's popular and in line with what the audience wants Mm -hmm. and how to find that balance. And I have yet to find it. So I feel crazy a lot of the times. But yeah, Well, there is no balance. Yeah. It's it's always in flux. And I, th- I mean, I've only been doing it for five years, so I wouldn't know as much as the 10 years, uh, the Philip DeFranco's right, of the right, world right. and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've found, I've just started to realize, like, the really ebb and flow of creativity and motivation when it comes to this. Because I, I look back at my my life, and I'm only 27, so mm-hmm. I'm not incredibly old, but I look back at my life in the five years that I've been doing this, and, and each year is an evolution of who I am as a character and mm-hmm. who I am as a person. And so uh, with those years, my motivation changes. So when I'm making videos, I always struggle to find the reason why. Right. Um, but but that that reason why I'm chasing it is like the entire reason why I love making videos is because it's always a push towards, you know, trying something new and, and, and exceeding my own like my own limitations each and every time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I should ask myself why more often and really try and answer it. Or I can just live in this total repression state <laughs> and just you know move through life kind of uh, unfulfilled. Yeah, right. that's good too. There's two options here. Uh, <laughs> tell us about tour. It's about to happen. Yes. What does a tour with Markiplier look like? Well, uh, when I was doing a tour, I wanted to do something that was a little more than what had been done before. Right. Not crapping on anything that anyone else has done on a tour before. You just want to do your own thing. Yeah, I wanted to do my own thing. Um, and I wanted to make a show that people were really going to like. And I, I, this is sound. This is going to sound like I'm vamping it up and like really... No, up, no, no, no. It, it's probably going to be garbage and no one should go to it. That's what I'm going to say right there. <laughs> That's the but, best way to market yourself. But, but uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to have a good time with my friends. Yeah. So it's me and four other guys uh, that we're all going to be going on tour. And we're going to be basically... We have have a, a scheduled show with okay. a lot of audience participation and a lot of like uh, costume changes and fun stuff like that. And then the other half of the show is based on improv, which is something oh, that's cool. very important to me. Yeah, yeah, so very cool. I, uh, I, I, we built the show together. We, I flew my friends out here for a week of just intensive like figuring out what the show is and also skill building because we're not expert improvisers. Sure, sure. I've been like taking classes for maybe two years now, but I'm not great, great like. Uh, so we had to figure out something that all of us of varying skill levels could do well, and we really landed on something that I think is going to be fun. Not good, <laughs> but fun. That's the most we important part. We make no part. promises. Yeah, as absolutely. long as you're having – because honestly, watching people have a great time is more infectious, I think, than like a punchline landing perfectly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that's super cool. Yeah, and that's something that I realized about YouTube lately. Like mm-hmm. I – Again, not knocking anyone that does this, but I noticed a trend towards the more professional. Right. The professionals, hence the cameras in yeah, this room. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're Five just, cameras, we're just 12 the, production members. We're just yeah. three friends hanging out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but even even more than this, like the, even this seems like a little casual setup here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the move towards um, not necessarily like in an atmospheric professional sense, but in, a, in an inwardly judging professional sense mm. where like, is this good enough? And, yeah. And yet you. YouTube has this lovely element of it doesn't matter if it's good enough. Just put it up there. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's something really endearing about the fact that you can throw up the most garbage material. And God knows I've done it. I've done nothing <laughs> for hundreds of videos. I've done garbage material. But you can put it up there 
And whether or not people really like choose to hold on to it, like it, it, it exists because you wanted to get something out of you. You wanted to get a little bit of stupid out of you. So right. hopefully the good comes out. I am so with you. This shoot is always always overwhelms me because it's a little bit of a bigger scale than what I'm used to shooting on. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that makes people interesting on YouTube is all the mistakes, all the like the 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 unintentional moments of like being human and dumb. Yeah. And that I like more than a full polish, a full sheen. Oh yeah, it feels a little. Um, uh, not intimate, not real in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I do see that trend too on YouTube of people leaning more into this like studio produced kind of content. It feels mm-hmm. less authentic. Mm-hmm. Not to throw that. I am yeah, the worst did. kind of person. Yeah, oh boy. Did. I'm the worst. Yeah. boy. Oh, and it's a spam call too. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. going to say, I was like, you get phone calls? Yeah. What satanic human is calling you on the phone <laughs> right now? Oh, no. Uh, Lots of bad ones. In, okay, have, have you developed your own video game? Or have any want to develop your own video game? I, I, I have a lot of wants, uh, basically is what I would say to that. I have uh, thought about it. Many mm-hmm. times over. I, I have a little scrapbook of ideas that I'll fill in with various uh, stupid game ideas Perfect. that I have. Uh, Those are usually the best. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I had this one. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and someone can steal it, but just give me give me <laughs> money for it. Whatever, right? <laughs> I, I had this, uh, this game idea where people would sign up for an account and uh-huh. they get in the game and there's nothing to play. There's no game there. But you get a dollar. And you get a dollar <laughs> And the only way to get more money is by trading with other people or buying a money and buying a dollar in the in the store. But when they buy a dollar, it takes an equivalent amount of money from everybody else. And if you get to zero dollars, you lose. Oh, so it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's literally no value in it. There's no gameplay. It's all about money. You know just, that that would be so successful. Maybe. I don't know. Like uh, I said, it's my idea, but <laughs> you can make it. Just give me money. Does the game have a title? Uh, a dollar. A dollar. A, 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 a dollar. I had a name for it. It was super stupid. I can't remember. I think it's it a great pun. idea. It's all, so it's you all, have a notebook full of that kind of gold just sitting around somewhere? Yeah. Trading virtual currency. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I think it'd be a lot of commentary. But on basically, our your video game is Bitcoin. Pretty Only much. Bitcoin is like the successful version of that. You don't think my game could be successful? <laughs> I just you haven't done it yet. I'm just saying you haven't done it yet. No, yours could be the next Bitcoin. Imagine if they're like, you got to pay me 500 marky dollars. I could make. I've actually looked into the uh, the the structure. Have you ever looked at like the open source code of Bitcoin? You can program your own currency. I see. Here's the deal. I do not know what Bitcoin is in a... We can explain it to you. Yeah. People it's have actually, tried. It's actually not that complicated. I always thought it was just like a, a, a Venmo system, like a mm. money exchange system. Well, it, it is a little bit. Okay. It's like its own currency. It's like its own right. dollar. I hear it everywhere. And and basically, where it, the foundation of it is in this code that Mark's talking about, where mm-hmm. it's like you can, you can theoretically program your computer to like dig for Bitcoin, but because it's such a complicated process that yeah. it would take so long, it would be so onerous that you, you wouldn't really be able to generate any real value out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The whole the whole purpose of it was to create a unified and secure system. All, all the transactions are embedded in what's called a blockchain. Okay. Uh, so the blockchain acts as a unifying structure for all the currency. Every single currency exchange, 
ever made is processed by the entire population that uses Bitcoin. Whoa. And that sounds like a big deal, but that digging he was talking about, yeah. that's what processes those transactions at the same time. So the processing power by with by with which to facilitate the, the exchanges and whatnot right. is also used to generate more currency. But but like all yeah, but like all, but like all economic <laughs> systems, it's all it's all based on our well, the value that we as a population decide that it has. Okay, and so like that's when like when you see like the yen rising and fall in right. relation to say the British UK pound, that's all based on the perception of what the value of that currency is at any given moment. Wow. And we all sort of agree to that, and so as a population, we sort of agree like this is the value of a Bitcoin today. Okay. But at any point, we could all just decide Bitcoin's worthless. Everyone sells it off, and suddenly it's worth no nothing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Sounds really delightful. Sounds it's, like a great time. It's fast. It's, it is a fascinating idea because if enough people believe in it, enough right. people invest in it and hold it as currency, that's what gives it its value. It's like yeah. um, Peter Pan. Pretty yes, much. It is okay. like Peter Pan. Yeah. Except if you had a hundred dollars of Bitcoin five years ago, or what was it, ten years ago? You'd ten be, years ago, you'd millions. be a multimillionaire. Like seventy-five <gasps> million dollars. One Bitcoin is worth about a thousand dollars right now. Roughly. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Fun. Yeah. yeah. What a world. What a world. Yeah. Um. Speaking of like community working together, <laughs> do you think you would be a successful contestant on Big Brother? We talked about this in the first half of this podcast a lot. <sighs> I think I would be. Awful. Well, here's the thing. You have a lot of on-camera time because you've done so many videos for so long. Yeah. So do you feel like you'd— I I don't know if that would help me just because I hate the idea of backstabbing people. Yeah. And isn't that like a big (laughs) part of the whole system? It can be, I guess. Yeah, you'd be terrible then. (laughs) I want to be everybody's friend. I play Settlers of Catan with my cards face up because I don't want anyone to think I'm hiding anything. (laughs) That's so funny. You would be America's sweetheart on that show. You'd get Uh, kicked off immediately and people would respect you. (laughs) be gone. You'd leave with your dignity at least, which is what I think a lot of people sacrifice by the end of that game. I don't know. Are there any reality shows or game shows that you'd most want to be on? Oh, Wipeout. Oh, oh yes. yeah. How do we forget about that? About that? <laughs> yes. that? Is it even still making anymore? They like churn out a billion a year. I feel like they have to. And it's yeah. always in some, it, they shot, they shoot like, like right outside of Los Angeles. It's like fun Ninja Warrior. Yeah. That's yeah. That show is. I just <laughs> want to meet the man that does the sound effects for Wipeout. Because they are the greatest sound effects and they're perfectly timed. And you're like, that person might have broken all of their ribs, <laughs> but it went kaboing when they did it. Here it is in slow mo replay. <laughs> I love it. No, that would be fun. Good answer. I love most Extreme Elimination Challenge, like the Mm -hmm. remixed version of that Japanese show. Oh, yeah. I just started watching Beastmaster on Netflix, and it's not the same. I don't don't know it. That's like a serious thing, like Ninja Warrior. Oh, is that the obstacle courses? It's so funny because Terry Crews is not a good commentator (laughs) there. (laughs) No, no. I love love everything Terry Crews does, but it's just like— Commentary. <laughs> it, just, it makes it so great. Like I love it I so have much. To watch that. That's like when Drew Carey took over The Price is Right, and he yeah. was just really bad at consoling people that lost. Yeah. They like lose the car and oh, be like, "Too bad, oh, <laughs> man, you didn't, oh, didn't get that one." We'll be right back. <laughs> it was so cringeworthy to watch, but it was oh. so good. Um, speaking of games, we're gonna play one in a second. But before we do, uh, I'm gonna ask you the questions that I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And the first one is. Who in the world, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Yeah, I was told you were going to ask me that. Yeah. Like, we try to give guests a heads up now because sometimes they get— Yeah, I want people to get stumped. See, see, the thing is, like, 
throwing cold spaghetti. It's mm-hmm. like it's an annoyance, mm-hmm. but it's not like you know. It's not going to end your life. It's not going to do anything horrible. So at most, they'd go like, "Hey, <laughs> what the hell?" <laughs> so like, I guess I wouldn't do it to my worst enemy. So sure. I, there was this there was this guy in college. I forget what his <laughs> name is, but he's just a major douchebag. <laughs> I, I just I wish him nothing but death. So, <laughs> so not him. Yeah. No him. I go him. Yeah. I okay. go him. It would just be humiliating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> humiliating. Like, oh no. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> All right, that's a good answer. I'd like to see that happen. Yeah. Um and the other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like close call, but you can only do it in three words or three small phrases. Uh, so mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. My mine. Yours. Oh, if you have boy. a close call or actual pants shitting story. Ah, okay. And a lot of times we repress these moments as human beings, so <laughs> okay. it might be hard to find. Don't worry, there won't be details. All right, this is going to go a little too deep for this. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, ouchie. <laughs> yep, good stuff. Appendicitis. <gasps> oh. Tumor. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, no follow-up questions. Thank you for um, <laughs> that sharing that with us. Yeah. Uh, we also got a question from Twitter for you. We try and choose one great tweet that um, the people on Twitter want to know about. And someone asked, are you still attending your duties as king of the squirrels? Uh-huh. Now, do you I think you even know what this is in referring to? I don't. Okay. I don't. Please You're hoping I would fill you in with an enlightening story about this? Is this, this? another thing that is not true about you or associated with no, you? No, this, is, this is me. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is it traumatic? No. Okay, phew. I was like, I don't know about this. Hopefully there's not some like terrible family tragedy that you call king of the squirrels <laughs> that we're bringing up right now. My family refers to tragedies and cute names. <laughs> um, this is, uh, is kind of leading into the thing that I was talking about earlier about stupid ideas that okay. you just get out. Yeah. Back when I was first starting, I I. I celebrated, you know, as we all did, every mm-hmm. 10,000 subscribers yeah, yeah. was amazing. So uh, when I hit 80,000 subscribers, 80,000 was kind of like the middle number. It was like, I didn't want to invest a lot of energy into it. You know, it's like 100,000 right around the corner. You know, you never know. Yeah, you don't know. blow it's your like, load now at 80. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I want a stupid idea. I'm going to smear peanut butter on my face <laughs> and run out in the woods and yell that I'm king of the squirrels. And to this day, to this day, <laughs> To this freaking day. People are still very People still talk about it. That's how you know the stupid ideas are the ones that last longest in people's brains. So, I mean, I I would also be concerned. Um, So I'm assuming the answer is not really. Uh, No. Actually, no, yeah, because just recently I brought... I brought the King of the Squirrels as a character back uh-huh. in a video that we did just three weeks ago. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So you are. You're still attending to your duties. I do it occasionally. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's a very <laughs> lax job. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a segment called This is Curious where I find a tweet from you that mm-hmm. I would love any backstory on because to me it seems curious. Well, it's, it's obvious when you just got to get the perfect leg for a thumbnail. For a th- and that's you. Yeah. Please, ex- please explain. What you, what's to explain? I, I needed to get my leg in one image so I could cut it out and then <laughs> oh, put it in Photoshop. Photoshop and then stretch my leg out. I thought uh, this was your thumbnail. 
like untouched <laughs> no. that this was the oh, one you man. chose. If I could find my thumbnail that I did that, what did I do that for? This is, is it for like a Street Fighter kick? You not, to, like, a, not even close. <laughs> oh, okay. You're so, so stupid. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Also, though, you're very fit. What do you do for exercise? Uh, I try to exercise a lot. Um, This is where everyone gets mad at me because uh, I am naturally muscular. Okay. Because my dad was German and my mom was Korean and somehow that combines to me looking Make, good. Making muscles. Um, <laughs> got it. So, if anyone out there wants to know the secret sauce. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm dead serious. Everyone always asks me uh, what I do to work out and I really don't do that much. Gotcha. Uh, but recently, I realized that I was being lazy about that and using my natural godlike physique. <laughs> And I was taking advantage of it. So now I'm starting to exercise oh. with a little bit of insanity and some weightlifting. Gotcha. Oh. And insanity, the sport, not the feeling. Yes. Okay. Just double checking. Just double checking. The workout program. Although it feels crazy when I'm doing it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, us. Classic us. Uh, and now we're moving on to a game that we came up with just for you. Okay. Um, it's called Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling or Video Game Character. Okay. Uh, and Jack, if you want to explain the game. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Netflix has a new series coming out called Glow. Gorgeous about, Ladies of Wrestling. Right, about the 80s Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling League drop. Sorry, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling um, and so we went and found a list of some actual glow wrestlers. You're familiar with the, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? No, actually, no. So it was like— It was like the script that I only know about it because maybe Before WWE was and WWF. It was like on Saturday mornings. Yeah. It was this whole wrestling group of women that created these characters a lot like WWF and WWE. Yeah. And it was more of a scripted thing than like a WrestleMania type of match. So mm -hmm. it was like plot lines and narratives, even though there are all those things in WWE. Yeah. Um, and it ran for a couple years, and then it went away, and now Netflix is doing this comedy series about it. Hmm. With uh, Alison Brie, I believe. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so, uh, and some of the names are hilarious, and we realized that a lot of the names of these uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh -huh. are very similar to the names of some characters in some video games. Uh -huh. And so we thought we'd do a short little quiz to see if you guys can guess. Okay. Because uh, I also don't know any of the... Which, which I'll, I'll say a name, and then you have to guess if it was a gorgeous lady of wrestling or... A video game a character? A video game character. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. okay. All right, you ready? I'm, yes. Ooh. All right, just shout it out when you got it. Okay. Here we go. And we'll keep score. All right, first character is Tara the Southern Belle. Wrestling. I'm going to say, yeah, a glow. Yeah. That is correct. Yay. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Look at that. Wow. There she She's is. She's wearing a doily as underwear. <laughs> That's so impressive. And she is wearing a doily. <laughs> that seems, That's hilarious. Yeah, it seems like an interesting choice, but she seems fierce. I would not want to fight her in a, a ring. I'd fight her. <laughs> <laughs> I she does have huge biceps. All right, yeah. next next one. Okay. Vicky Victory. I'm going glow. I'm going game. And that is a gorgeous lady of wrestling. Uh, wow. She's a cheerleader, uh, it turns out. That's Vicky Victory right that's there. That's adorable. Um, I could beat her up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one we've got is Ash Crimson. Um, Game? Game? That is correct. Okay. From the King of Fighters. Wow. Ah. That, that is a 
curious full body suit. <laughs> Do you know this character? No, no. Is that offensive for people to play video games to assume that they all know each other? Well, I mean, <laughs> it might be in certain circles. I'm actually not like that knowledgeable about fighting games or anything like that. So, the, like, this is I, a test. Then I am not going to do well on this. And names are my weak point. I've forgotten both of your names already. So. Great. No, I have yours written on a card. That's the only way I know. Lucky. <laughs> all right. Don't don't worry. We only have three left. Okay. okay. Here we go. Pink, gold, peach. Oh yeah, this game. 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 game? Yeah. That is correct from Mario oh. Kart Eight. Oh Ugh. wow! Yeah, she she's seen, very very metallic. She's seen better days. Pink, oh. pink gold. Like, yeah, all the metallic characters never made any sense to me. Like, what is that supposed to be in the cute world? This horrible inanimate hunk of metal. She's <laughs> <laughs> always warning us about AI. It looks, cool. like, looks, like, looks like that Steve Coon sculpture. Yeah, kind of. All right. Uh, next is Gremlina. Gremlina. I'm hoping it's Glow. I'm hoping it's a wrestler that's dressed like a gremlin. Yeah, I'd, I'd want that to be a wrestler. <laughs> and you would both be correct. Yeah! Hey! Yeah! Whoa, right. <laughs> there she is. Wow. Hey, it's Septiplier. A few people are going to know that what that means. <laughs> she looks like a dominatrix. What is she holding? <laughs> I don't know. A, a whip. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like just a bunch of cables that got tangled up. And then she just or maybe a rope. It. I don't know. There's a lot of she's making specific choices. Good for her. All right, and here's the last one. Okay. Um, so I, I believe the score is uh, Grace is winning by one point. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, here we go. So this is your opportunity to, to tie. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Azul the Cerulean. Azul. That's a cool name. Yeah, I'm going glow. I go game. And it is a game character. Whoa! From the dirge of Cerberus. Ooh, wow. Neato. That, he is disproportionate head size to body size. Also, there's no way he could hold that gun like he, that. It's very look, heavy. Look at those knees. They can hold a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair. I feel like his shins are just slowly <laughs> crinkling into the ground. Maybe he should be concerned about that. Mm. Um, so we tied. Yeah. Which is always a very mildly boring. like. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> you guys are both winners. That's not how it works. Everyone wins here. Um, so we've learned a lot about you, and we were hoping that you might educate us on a, a new trend that um, we know you're concerned about. You're worried about losing an entire generation to fidget spinners. Oh. <laughs> so we have a bunch of them here that Diane's going to bring in. We brought I, some alternatives. Yeah, that we thought you might be able to like help oh. explain to us. Because I don't know much about the world of fidget spinning. <laughs> are all so we have, we have, we have yeah. all oh kinds of fidget toys. What is this? Well, actually, um, fidget spinners were originally designed as a tool to help with ADD. Right. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are like, they're an ADD tool. You can't make fun of them. And I'm like, <laughs> I have ADD. I can make fun of it all I want. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, like, I, I, I don't really know what there is to say about it. It's just a cool little toy. Why it caught on, I have no idea. Do but, you have a fa like that's the original fidget spinner? Yep. That's gonna look great in a GIF later on. <laughs> that's the original so this, one, this three wheeled thing here. Mm -hmm. This thing, uh, this this is probably not the original design, but Okay, but this is a popular akin one. To this, yeah. Got it. This, do you, have do you a remember? Preference? Do you remember these things from Those? the the science store? So I'm holding uh, the sort of plasticky water tube that you would get from the science store or from the the gift shop at the museum. Yeah, mm -hmm. in my dad would slip out of your hands. Yeah, my dad used to take us to the science store at the mall on Wednesdays, and in hindsight, we I would play with that for like a half hour, and mm. the imagery 
in yeah. hindsight of a little well, girl playing with that toy is to, um questionable. It does as an adult, it does look an awful lot like a pocket a pocket pussy. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Is it not? It's literally I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> he says what we're all thinking. It's a travel pocket pussy. You I mean know, it's small. For twelve year old boys to buy the I, shop. I can't say it's that bad because I for like absolutely seriously used a shake weight for a month straight. For a fitness. For fitness. Did yeah. Did it work? Did it help? I don't know. <laughs> Did, what was the lag time on you getting over the fact that you were using it well, every time you went to use it? I got in this self-delusional state that it was actually working. So I started telling all my friends about it <laughs> and the effectiveness of a, of a shake weight workout. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like demonstrate I for them. It, it has to work. <laughs> I, that, I, that, that was my justification. It was like, it must do something. Right. I feel something. <laughs> therefore, it's doing something. I feel something physically and emotionally when I'm using this. <laughs> Fitness product. And this this is just yeah. like a box of purple sand. No, that's the uh, that's, that's the, the magnetic that's sand. 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 It's I'm sorry, covered what? in a polymer. Okay. Whoa. That causes polymer. Whoa, I've heard of her. Uh, Idiosyncrasy. <laughs> never mind. Because you went to okay, school. Okay, so Mark is digging for, into this purple looking sand. Yeah. Well, you went to school for, and you were a biomedical engi- engineer, right? Correct. And then you did YouTube from there. Correct. So do you look at these kind of things that are YouTube trends and see the science behind it? I, I love the science behind everything. Yeah. Like, uh, I, that's one of the things I'm very curious about all You're the You're really time. digging into it. I think it relax, it's relaxing. Well, it's, I have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. <laughs> it is very cool to look at. Visually, yeah, no. it's very aesthetically pleasing. There's yeah. something about, like, and those videos on YouTube, the yes. status, like, weirdly are oddly satisfying. Oddly satisfying. Love yeah. Satisfying. yeah, they are yeah. oddly satisfying. So what is that foam thing? Well, it looks like a sponge. This is phloem. Phloem. If I remember correctly, this is phloem, right? I believe yeah. so. And you, yeah. you just tear it up and put it back together. Yeah. See, as a child, like, I didn't have all these toys because we were too poor. <laughs> <laughs> also, they didn't really exist. <laughs> no, no. This was when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I remember having the one that you would get from, like, museums that had the metal that you could, like, push your hand into and make shapes. Oh, of I had metal, one of those. Like, pins that would come out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could, and then you like, put it on your face and then you'd see your face through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these things. That's just, like, like a spaghetti hair thing. You are correct. Yeah, it's that's gross. the technical oh. term for that. I'm just trying the to best. describe it for those that are maybe listening. <laughs> oh, okay. What does it feel for like? those at home, it's like cold spaghetti. Yeah, we it should is. just should give this throw to it everyone. at someone's face. Yeah, yeah, where's that dude from college? The dude that I, I banished his name from my brain <laughs> so I can never remember him. Yeah. Now, do you believe in these or do you think that these are not good? Do I believe in, in them? The- <laughs> <laughs> no, they exist, hey, Chris. Hey, you You're trying the- to tell me can, can, can you put that down for a second and we can have a conversation? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No. Uh, no, we thought that you would be the most appropriate person to explain to us this um, this trend since I feel like it's everywhere right now. Oh, well, I mean, as far as like a tool for learning, I'm of the mindset that, you know, the, uh, not so much there's special snowflakes, but there's unique cases for, for all sure. education. And and uh, like if you look at the documentation and the firsthand accounts of these being utilized in classrooms where they're actually allowed, mm-hmm. uh, not so much fidget spinners because they make noise, but you know, other, <laughs> other things like... Uh, uh, you know, anything that can keep a child focused right. is good. Like, that's not 
immediately drugs. You know, right. it doesn't always have to be drugs first when it sure. comes to kids. Uh, and, and I take Adderall, but I only started taking it later as an adult when I really needed it to focus. Right. Um, but as a kid, you know, I, I would be very, very anxious. I still, to this day, I can't really watch movies sitting down. I have to stand up and I have to I also around. don't Whoa. enjoy watching movies because I feel locked in for too long of a period of time in which I don't get to do anything else at the time. Well, maybe yeah. when you're watching a movie, you should try a fidget spinner. I should try a fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. I've never thought of that. Well, did you now, did, when you were when you were in school though, Mark? Did you like play with pens or like bite your nails or, yeah. or fidget with stuff? Oh yeah, bite my nails, do the, the pen twirling. Oh, twirling. I did the pen twirling. Lots yeah. of yeah. toe tapping. Those yeah. are just DIY fidget spinners, basically. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been quite an educational experience all around. Yeah. Mark, I want to thank you for your time with us today. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, we're coming to the end. Uh, for people that don't know where they can find you on the internet, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, YouTube.com slash Markiplier. Wow, that's so great. And uh, every guest on the podcast for Making Time for Us gets a dumb gift, and your gift is that you get to keep all of these fidget spinners. <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> My dream! They're all your treasures. <laughs> this this is, is your treasure trove. <laughs> now, 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 you're, now your ADD is gone. <laughs> I know you were afraid to touch them because you didn't want to create a relationship in which you'd have to leave them. So now you can use them as much as you want. Nice. Hopefully um, you have a great time with them. I will try. Awesome. Here's the secret, though. I don't collect anything. So well, you can I'm also politely leave them away. Yeah, you, you can, can also, also leave them here. You know, I'm going sure. to throw them away. Oh, okay. I'm going to look Perfect. you all in the eye as I dump it Thank in the trash you. can. Thank you. <laughs> If only I made eye contact with people. Um, we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Go check out Marky Plyer if you haven't already because he's cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Bye, guys. <laughs> too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry with production support from Full Screen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music.